Well, welcome to another edition of the T to Green Winter Rules Podcast. I'm Kevin Sylvester along with Jeff Blank. We'll tell you who that is in a second. Jeff Metis is uh, over there. And for those uh, watching some of the videos, see the side of his head. We'll get his uh, face in there a little bit. but we're, Hopefully not. Yeah, a special guest that we, we have today is Dr. Chris Kendall, who is the other gentleman that you see there. And uh, with us here from uh, TPI, Titleist Performance Institute. Did I get that right? Yeah. Dr. Kendall. That's right. All right. Can I call you Chris? That's fine. All right. And I'm already, I've already predicted I'm going to hate this show because not because of what Dr. Kendall has to say, because what, what I'm going to figure out after the show is that, wow, I do nothing that I should be doing, and I'm woefully out of shape. Well, the cool thing about TPI is you can assign yourself a handicap, a, a physical fitness handicap, Kev, once you do a screening, and then you kind of know where you stand as far as other golfers. Okay. Um, as far as how, how well you move. All right. Well, well, we'll talk about that in a second. Okay. I just want to point out, if any of you seen the video portion, that uh, Jeff Blank isn't really this short. No, no. Chair. Uh, yeah. He's we, at least five. We need a chair sponsor uh, for our chair Golf sponsor. Dojo Studio, whom this podcast is brought to you by, Golf Dojo. We're, we record this in the Golf Dojo Studios in Williamsville, the original Golf Dojo. Uh, Jeff, why don't you tell us real quick how things are coming along, second location in Tonawanda. Looks great. I was there again this week. Uh, construction seems to be ahead of schedule. Uh, knock on wood, but you know how those things work. We're looking to around November 1st is our, our target date to get open. And, um, yeah, it's going to be basically the same setup we have here, but just another opportunity for our customers to get somewhere closer to home and enjoy their golf in the winter. All right, how do they sign up if they want it? Because you know it's going to be a place where they can go. Uh, someone's in the the bays in the other room. Yep. Uh, yep. Yeah. How do they sign up? Yeah, everything we do is online at mygolfdojo.com. Any questions you have, any any everything you can book things online. You can sign up for memberships online. You can have your questions answered online. Basically, uh, everything's online. Okay. If not, we'll give out your cell phone number at the right, end of the, right, end of the right. podcast yeah, here. Not enough people have that. <laughs> <laughs> not sure I do. Seven yeah. ones. No. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, Dr. Kendall, Chris, uh, great to have you here. Why don't we, we first start, if you could just explain to our listeners what TPI actually is. So TPI, the Titleist Performance Institute, uh, they're based out of uh, Oceanside, California. Um, they work with pretty much all the top golfers in golf now. Um, the level one certification that is just the screen that I've taken Jeff through before. Um, <laughs> yep, many times. That is a 16 movement uh, screening session, and it gives you the physical handicap that Jeff was talking about. Um, that basically tells you your mobility restriction and then some of the stability restrictions you may have um, specific to golf. So. I'm a physical therapist by trade. I still treat PT, um, but I specialize mostly in golf now. Um, the TPI certifications, level one is just the screen. Um, golf pros could get certified level one, which medical, fitness, everybody could do level one, and then they have different tracks based on what you do for your profession. Whether you're a doctor or you're a golf professional, it can go in different directions, right? Yeah. So, I don't, I, so, so people understand, TPI, basically, every, every tour player that you watch, every physical function, it's functional movement for a golf swing, right? So every time you look at a tour player and you see these workout videos of these tour players, they're doing, basically, if it's not a TPI guy, it's something that's sprung from the TPI vein, right? Yeah. The majority of them have TPI certified coaches. Um, if they're not TPI certified, it's another type of golf 
certification. Um, everybody now is working out and working on their game based on what their assessments show. So nobody's just doing a general exercise program anymore. They all know what they need to work on. Um, like John Rahm, for example, every Monday when he gets to a tournament, he gets screened. They run through it quick, and he knows, okay, my hip's not moving very well because he might have flown for eight hours that day. That's, That's what they work on Monday, Tuesday. So by the time he's starting his practice rounds, his physical limitation isn't there anymore. He knows he could just go right into the golf. So, well, so I, I didn't know that. Like, I know they have the fitness trailer. I know a lot of, a lot of players bring their own physio. Um, guys, some, you know, sometimes they get Lots stretched on the course. Has Ten people following. Yeah, yeah, you know, they sometimes they get stretched on the golf course uh, by their their physio guy uh, or gal. What? So you're telling me it can change your 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 uh, TP? The, the number one, it could change week to week. Uh, it can. So I mean, when I work with somebody, I'm hoping to see it change. Because um, once somebody scores pretty well on a TPI screen. The goal is to keep them there as long as you can. If you score well on the screen, that means you just generally move well enough to be able to do the golf swing. Um, that's where I end up working alongside of a pro. If somebody goes to Jeff here to do a lesson, and he tells me, he's like, they just can't rotate into their backswing, like no matter what I tell them. If I do the screen and they ace the screen, I know it's a skill issue, and I send them back to Jeff. They just need more lessons. Where if Jeff tells me this person cannot get into their backswing, they can't load their hip, and I do the screen, and they don't have any hip mobility, their thoracic rotation is super limited, no matter what he tells them, no matter what drill he does, he could have them hooked up to five different cables, they're never going to get back there because they physically can't move. And if I may jump in, I've been doing this. I've been familiar with TPI for 15 or 20 years. I was a college coach. I ran all my players through the screening, gave them all the programs. I know when I played my best, I had a very good TPI. And then I know when I suffered an injury that the game became very, very frustrating. And then there's something we call linkage in the golf swing. So say it sounds very simple. I, I, I blow up my ankle, then my knee and my hip go back. But that also inhibits how I move in the golf swing. Can you, like one of the first, I, I, I think, is the linkage chain. Can It may sound complicated, but, but the linkage chain starts with your ankle. One needs to be flexible, one needs to be strong. Can you explain a little bit of that, and then we'll kind of get into this a little bit more so people understand what is the value of TPI and why why is it important for golfers? So what you're talking about is that mobile, stable, yes. every other Is that joint. the linkage chain, or did yeah. I get that? In so your foot is very stable, ankle is very mobile, knee stable, hip mobile, low back stable, upper back mobile. When one of them switch, that's where the issue comes. So even just in my PT practice alone, if somebody comes to me with back pain, I'm always checking their hip and thoracic rotation because if they can't move there, they're going to move from the stable joint. That's what I see a lot with golf. Um, if somebody comes in, they're right-handed golfer, and they tell me they have low back pain, once they tell me what side they have the pain, I could usually already pretty much guess what's going to happen. Right. But once you take them through the screen, the screen shows you exactly what the issue is. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm glad you said this. So lower left back pain. Mm -hmm. uh, I've had it on and off. You too? Oh, yeah. All right, but you're a lefty. Why do you have left back pain? I don't well, know. Well, yeah, decelerators. No, All right. It's, it, there's a million reasons. So yes. so yes. my, my uh, a friend is a, a, a you know PT and personal trainer, and he's like, all right, well, what you need to do, you got to balance it out on your right side. So he'd have me practice swinging left-handed, 
you know, for basically a left-handed swing for every right-handed swing to try to balance out mm-hmm. a- along with a lot of ab work. You know, it takes some pressure off well, the you back. Didn't listen, but okay. Well, no, they're there. <laughs> I promise you, yeah. they're there. It's just not a visual six-pack. <laughs> Looks like a keg. You hide it. Yeah, Looks like a keg modest, right now, yes. right? Or, you know, the old Matt's beer ball. But anyhow. Uh, <laughs> Stroh's. Yeah, yes. but so but take us through some. Uh, there's a lot of guys listening out there. Yeah, I do have lower back pain. What does that usually signal of? So if you're a right-handed golfer and you have right-sided low back pain, generally what I see a lot of is you don't have the mobility to get into the backswing, so you get into the reverse spine angle. So you try to load and rotate back because you can't rotate from the hip or thoracic spine to get back further. You start to lean away. And then when you come back down into the swing, you really start to collapse on that right side. So it's a compensatory move because your body isn't strong enough or flexible enough to get into the position the golf swing needs. Yeah, generally right-sided low back pain for right-handed golfers is usually a mobility issue. They're trying to get into their backswing using the wrong movement, essentially. Right. Now, I know I've had injuries throughout my life and career. You know, you get to be my age, you ding some things up. You know, I I remember blowing up an ankle, and then it went to the knee and the hip. And that took years and years to get over because I didn't approach it correctly because I walked with a limp or whatever. And then the the mobility in the hip joint. And then something like TPI just gives you the understanding of the proper functional movements that would release those things and make you feel better. Where my back pain, I had back pain for years and years. Understanding of TPI and my functional limitations made a lot of that go away. But it also helps create speed and it also helps create stability through the golf swing. Like a person with a good TPI score is able to maintain their spine angle better than a person who can't. Can you explain? Like, so one of the things we hear a lot and go, well, you popped your head up. Well, we we know it's never the head goes up. It's always the hips go forward, and it's a shallowing move in the golf swing. But a lot of times it's a compensatory move because they get into a position in their backswing, and on the downswing they have to compensate, and they got into a position on the backswing because they weren't fit. Am I making, not that they weren't fit, but they were, weren't flexible or strong enough to get in that position. Can you expound on how one thing affects another it's a in golf if a then b same thing with tpi right Mm -hmm. and i mean to relate it back to the back pain for you so you said you've been working on rotating the opposite direction to try to help level it out the left side yeah so when you have left-sided low back pain as a right-handed golfer do i want to hear this it's either (laughs) i would check uh lead hip mobility so if you can't rotate into that lead hip you lose that ability to rotate from that front side, so then you start rotating above. So now you're rotating from the left side of your low back, so your follow-through might be more upper body dominant. So I always check mobility that, first. That sounds about a 1,000% right. right. So <laughs> if you don't have the lead hip internal rotation as you lean or rotate into that leg, now you're rotating from the back, or you are offset when it comes to like strength-wise. So... Level one is just the screen, the 16 movements, mostly mobility. Then I do the fitness stuff. So most of it I get done in here. And one of the tests I do is a shot put throw. And you take left versus right. And generally, if you're a right-handed golfer, when you rotate left using your right arm to push the ball, you're going to throw a little further because it's your dominant rotational side. But when I look at somebody else and they go to rotate to the opposite direction and they're way off one versus the other, the way TPI usually talks about it is you're basically driving a Chevy uh, Corvette down the highway with Chevy Cavalier brakes on the other side. So you're really rotating quick, but you don't have that rotational 
stability each side to actually slow yourself down. So then you get a lot of over rotation. So I always check mobility first. Mobility is low hanging fruit. If you can move very well, there's four or five different ways to really work on speed. But when people have pain, it's usually compensating for a mobility issue or a, it's a strength compensation from one side versus the other. And now sometime injury need us, we need to a, take some time to work through that, right? And then work around it as a golf instructor or work around it as a TPI instructor. So when you have mobility and strength issues, um, so now a lot of people see TPI and they think, well, it helps create speed. Okay, so and, and I, it's just not to bounce around a little bit too much on you here. But so now people talk about ground forces. A lot of that TPI can explain all that to people, right? So um, if you're a player trying to create more speed, A, you have to have the mobility. If you want to be a good player and you want to play without uh, pain or, or, or impingements, you know, I know when I played poorly, there's, hey, I couldn't release, I couldn't turn, it hurt, you know. It's hard to play good that way. When you when you have that though, then what was the next step then? So you talk about we talk about mobility, blah blah. Now I want to get better. I want to get stronger. I want to be a good player. I want to hit it further. What's the next step then with TPI? So does that make sense? Yeah, just going along the screening process. So they talk about generally there's four ways to hit the ball harder. It's take that long backswing. So a lot of mobility, like John Daly. Like He's got length. all the mobility. He could go back as far as he can. Yeah, That's what the long drive guys do. Okay. It's mobility, so the long backswing, create the big uh, long lag in the club, or create the speed. Yep. Yep. You have the rotational power, so the guys that rotate real quick, you have the vertical force power, so that ability to push through the ground. And then the Think last of a Justin Thomas. Yeah. Okay. The last one is wrist power. So like John Rahm, they got DJ, they get that real big cock in the wrist, they get that extra little whip, that's kind of the last one I usually, for me, focus on with my clients because that's more of a skill thing. Like a Sergio? Sure. Yeah. Kinda so, like, like, like somebody like Dustin Johnson and Rory, they could do all four very well. Somebody like John Rahm, he can't take a long backswing because his ankle doesn't move at all. Yeah, he's in so, a club foot, right, yeah. yeah. But his mobility everywhere else is phenomenal. He can really move well. He just knows if he tries to go too far back, he has to compensate. So he doesn't, but he built the other three – to be very efficient he his legs are tree trunks he could push through the ground hard he rotates real quick and he gets that extra little whip because of that wrist so he's built three of the four to be as strong as they could to make up for that one that he can't do and that's uh, why hence he goes through that screening each week because of yeah. his unique physical situation and he needs to be hyper aware of the yeah. other factors and correct? and he and uh he can afford it yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you're at his level, right? Yeah, you got yeah. a team. You got a team of people. Yeah, Go ahead. This yeah. isn't a, a one time thing either. Right? This is a prevention thing as well. So you might have an injury that you're trying to work out, but, mm -hmm. you know, talk to me as age kind of comes into play. I've, I've kind of read that the biggest drop off in distance or speed hey, happens, at me? happens between <laughs> 50 and 60 years old, and maybe the next might be 40 and 50 years old. Is there kind of a plan as you age to kind of pulse that? To yeah. try to avoid the the distant the significant distant loss. So the screen, the whole TBI screen itself, there's a few that it won't correlate as well to some people. For me, like when I go to a course and I do a seminar, or Jeff and I did one here last year, I look at just four things because if you can't do your four rotational centers, we already know you're going to compensate eventually. Then you can get a little more golf specific. So I'll look at cervical rotation. If you can't rotate your head enough. If I look at thora or thoracic rotation, shoulder rotation, and hip rotation. So the four of those, 
PPI has done the research on that. And once you hit over 50 for men, you're going to fail two of the four. <laughs> if yeah, you don't, that's kind, of I, that's kind of what I read. <laughs> yeah. 50 to 60 is yeah. kind of that. So wow, I got lots of categories. I got a lot to look right. forward to here. Yeah. Awesome. So mobility <laughs> of those four rotational <laughs> centers become very important. Then after that, it's okay. We have to start training power. Most of us don't do any type of jumping anymore. So we lose lower body power pretty quick. So like when I got out of PT school, I did a rotation in a nursing home. And the number one reason people end up there is they can't get out of a chair. They don't have any leg power anymore. It's because you don't train power as you get older. So if you do start training power and speed, it's easier to keep it there. And you could build some up. But as you age, power is the first thing you lose. Yeah. That's so why I'm not, not talking like nursing home, but you're talking like explosive movements. Yeah, just to try to. In general. Yeah. It's All right. So let, let, let's stay on that for a second. So what should golfers listening particularly, all right, listen, I, I'm 50, all right? 40. So, so there you go. Yeah. In that, different ranges. Um, 29. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Again and again and again. Um, but what should I be doing to train for power? So there's different ways to go about it. So the power tests are really what show you your low-hanging fruit. So I do the level one screen. We'll see what your mobility looks like. The fitness screen that really tests all your power, it's a vertical jump. It is a shot put throw left and right. It's a seated chest pass, and then it's a laying down overhead throw. It looks at your pull power, push power, vertical power, and rotational power. So you might be somebody that you work out in the gym and you do a lot of pressing, you do a lot of pulling, but you're not doing a lot of lower body exercising. Power is just speed and strength together. So if you do the power test and you score low on your vertical jump, when I get you into the gym and we do the strength testing part, it's a split squat test, a suck. single yeah. arm cable <laughs> press, and a single <laughs> arm cable row. And it's all based on body weight. So if your strength is good, we know the speed portion is where the issue is coming. So you could train, literally, you could just do your normal squats, but slow them down on the way up and explode through on the way, or on the way down, go slow, and on the way up, explode up. It's just that quick, like, firing of the muscles um, where people have that ability to gain. So they go into type 1, type 2 muscle fibers. Type 2 is a fast twitch, like, it helps you move. Quick. So instead of the seated leg press, I should be doing the, the standing squat. In, even the yeah. leg press, you could do a slow eccentric down and then push quick on the way up. You're going to have to go lighter weight, but moving right. quicker trains your body to move quicker. I, I, what I think he's getting at is people don't, you, you train to do like you push. What you need is that explosiveness in yep. your golf swing. You, you, if you're not training to be explosive, you won't be explosive. If you're doing a bench press and just pushing it up, you want bench presses, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, where you're exploding up or you're doing box jumps where you're jumping as high as you can and not and things like that where you're trying to create some explosiveness and create speed and if you ever train for speed you aren't going to create speed right yeah and that's where we take yeah. kids who are good athletes right and there's um you know you take kids when they're younger at a certain age i forget doctor what's the there's a window there where after a certain like there's the 9 to 11 window and the uh, 12 to 14 window or something with you explain that a little bit with kids, like how yeah. they, as, as we move into how kids can create speed and what, what we want kids to do, what we want beginners to do in, in the golf game so that when they're playing 20 years from now, they're still good. Mm -hmm. And that's where the boys and girls differ a little bit. Girls through, go through puberty a little earlier. So as a girl is maturing, if you train speed at that beginning stage, they could create a lot of speed. They're always. What's the beginning stage? 
go for girls, it's usually like nine to twelve. Boys okay. like ten to thirteen. Okay. So what you were saying that first age, just a lot of speed work. That's so really if you're all you need. if you're sixteen or seventeen and you've never done any explosive sports, you really you're a little bit behind the eight ball. Would you say generally? Yeah, and that's why exposing kids to multiple different sports is really beneficial. The Specialty of now, especially hockey. Kids are playing hockey. Go ahead, laugh, Kev. It's expensive, too, Kev. <laughs> especially when they play goaltender. Yes. Yeah. yes. <laughs> that's, so as they're young, train speed. As they get a little older, that 13, the 16 range, then you could really start working on some strengthening, some like functional s- strength. So when you, when you have amateurs that you're, you're looking at, uh, any range, age range, but the mechanical inefficiencies they're talking about, there's 16 listed on the website here. What's the most common you find? I mean, kids actually move pretty well. What I see, unfortunately, a lot of now is everybody's on their phone and on a computer. Right. Thoracic mobility is usually the first thing they go on kids. Um, mm. Some will lose hip mobility. So hockey, I, I played hockey my whole life. I know they, so getting away from the golf stuff, hockey they did a study in looking at labral tears in hockey players, and somebody had played high-level hockey in high school through college. By the time they ended college, it was like high 90 percentage mm. that had a labral tear. The ones that were actually like symptomatic were pretty low. Um, but for me, I always look, again, at the rotation, the four rotational centers for kids. If they can rotate from them, they're generally pretty good. Um, then they start working on speed and power. Sure. No. Yeah, it's funny you talk about the labral tears real quick. That's the one that my son's a goaltender. And, you know, I've just – we started training this summer, um, you know, for some uh, more leg strength, some more flexibility because I'm worried about the hips, right? Because yeah, I, I know – Up and down, up and down. Yep. Yeah, I, I just I just know uh, other parents whose kids are in their 20s and had hip surgery, had to get them scraped, right? Yep. You know, and that's that's common, isn't it? Oh, yeah. So we're probably staring at that. Fabulous. But <laughs> so but I also I also like to equate the golf swing to other functional movements like throwing a ball. Like, you know, a pitcher's motion is very akin or similar to a golf swing, right? When yeah. you say you load, you yeah. you're wide. loading and then yeah. I was well, yeah, pitchers a lot of it's their lower body. How can they throw 100 miles per hour? It's it, it's their it's power, like, right? Like Pedro Martinez and his right. It's yeah. their rotation, it's their sequencing, yeah. right? So, uh, explain sequencing and how that works also. So the general kinematic sequence, again, if you don't have the mobility, you're never going to be able to do it. So but kinematic is so sequencing is Basically, when I think of it, I think of how you crack the whip or create. Like, why Freddie Couples looks so yeah. effortless when he yeah. swings, right? Yeah. That's a kinematic he, sequence, right? sequence is perfect every yeah. time, and that's why he doesn't swing hard. But he knows he's going to get the same speed every time because the kinematic sequence that TPI talks about, it's hips, trunk, arms, club. But Freddie Couples just has it. Yeah. Right. He's right. Just, yeah. He's, he's just a given talent. No, but he was a good athlete. I mean, he's not just well, a I'm given not talent. He, wasn't. he would I'm have been saying. a good baseball player. He'd have been a good basketball player. He's a very right. good athlete. Yeah. yeah. There are just, I'm, I'm sure, I mean, there are just athletes who no, are right. just they're naturally gifted, right? And there are others who have to work at it. So I guess the question is um, that a lot of listeners are wondering okay, I don't have the kinematic sequence. I don't have, can you, can you get it? So part of the original screening, you look at just general mobility. So two of the things I took Jeff through is the separation test. So if you stand in your golf posture, arms across, can you keep lower body stable and just move upper body? And then switch, can you rotate your hips without quick, moving? Quick, stand up, see if you can yeah, do right. that. Yeah. No, I'm serious. Come what on. What am I doing? Yeah. 
We're doing oh, it no, you would do it said. in a chair, actually. Oh, do it in a chair. Oh, do I it? said stand yeah. up. I don't know. Oh, all right. What am I doing here? So you sit on the edge. I'm sorry, John. So, here we go. No, the, <laughs> the separation drill. So okay. standing is how you want to do standing. it. Standing. Okay. Jeff, will you let the doctor He's tell us what's through like right. 20 times. So go right. into golf posture. Go into golf posture. He's Cross a lefty, by the way. I'm a lefty. That's okay. Yep. So keep lower body still without moving lower body at all. Can you rotate your upper body? Oh, you moved the lower body. Try not to move the hip. Dude, you're in horrible shape. We call that... Is that disassociation? So that's a disassociation drill. Yes. And then keep upper body still, and can you rotate the hips? This is the harder one. Yeah. How do you break 80? I mean, look at you. You can't even. I know. <laughs> Short game. <laughs> so he gets a little shifting upper and lower body with the separation. So the way to do it is I go in and stabilize. If I hold your shoulders, so go back, posture. If I hold your shoulders, radio. now can you rotate your hips? Separation yes. gets better. It's more smooth. We call that the Shakira drill. The yeah. hips don't lie. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so if you could do that, you have the ability to do it. It's just then it comes down to a training thing. There's a couple exercises to help you with that separation to basically build up that sequencing. Because if you have the mobility, your hips and upper back, then it's okay. Now can I use that mobility? And now, s- uh, oh, go ahead, Jeff. And yeah. sometimes you'll have an injury and you you you. You lose that sensation of how to make that move, and a simple drill will allow you to, say, disassociate. Say you had a back injury or something, and you haven't done it in years. A simple drill like that will help you to disassociate, and then you keep doing the drills, and then your body moves freer. And you're, and you're, and am I, am yeah. I, am I nailing that? Am I getting that correct? Yeah. Yep. So pain will shut off muscle activation. So a lot of times people get low back pain, and it won't get better because that it inhibits the glutes from working as well. The glute is the king of the golf swing. Got to activate the glutes. Yeah. I'm just going to so say. Glutes are the <laughs> king, and, glutes the, aren't firing. and the core is the queen. Is that correct? Yep. Yep. Um, so that those two drills really look at the disassociation upper-lower body. The other one you do is a pelvic tilt drill. So in golf posture, again, can you arch your back and then flatten your back? So they always use Rory as the example. That's how he transfers force from the ground up. You'll see at address, his belt buckle is pointing down. He goes into his backswing, and as he follows through, as the hips start to go, he gets that pelvic tilt back because he's transferring force from the ground up through his legs, through his core, into the arms. If he doesn't get that pelvic tilt, you're losing the ability to transfer all that ground action force. Now, one of the keys of, of getting evaluated and then following through with the recommendations would be to prevent injury, right? A lot of this is about injury prevention? Uh, usually. So for me... When I eval somebody, the first thing I ask is, like, what is your goal? If somebody comes in, they're like, I want to gain as much speed as I can. Okay, we know what we want to work on more than anything is building speed. I know, okay, let's get you enough mobility, and then we can really work on the power and strength portion. Generally, when I get a golfer in, they tell me they want more speed. They want to play the game longer, so it's basically injury prevention, or they want to get out of pain. Right now is when I'm starting to see the people come in that have had pain for a month and a half, but they wanted to play their club championship. Oh, yeah. They wanted to finish out the season because it was nice out. Now I get the influx of people that they're like, all right, my back hurts. My hip has been bothering me. My neck hurts. Okay, well, let's do the screen and see where we want to start. Because sometimes you treat one and it helps the other two. Um, That's where the screening really comes into play. Because if you're just guessing, and there's 10 different golf programs online that you could buy now, but if you just do a general strengthening, you might be missing the low-hanging fruit of all you had to do was work on your push power, and that would have gave you that five extra miles an hour. 
And where I'd like to interrupt is, I, it, for me, it helped alleviate pain, understanding where I had limitations and where my problems. Actually, I perceived my hamstrings were tight. We go through the TPI, it wasn't my hamstrings. I wasn't hinging my hips properly. So little things like that, then you can work on the proper things. And, and just sometimes a simple functional movement or a stretch creates a lot better motion. The other thing is, as a, an instructor, I mean, years ago, if someone's feet were off the ground or at impact, yeah. You were trying to flat load them. Yeah, I'm going to fix you. I'm going to. Now we've learned through TPI. That's how you create speed. That's how you create power using the force ground up. So TPI has had force. Yeah, TPI has added to the to a lot to what we understand about the golf swing and how we coach the golf swing. Actually, it's homogenized everything. Now we kind of understand if you if A then B. If you can't do this, then you can't do that if you have a, a fused right ankle like john Rahm, then a then b you have to do that's where this, i was gonna this, go this, yeah this. that's where i was gonna go next I, is there a certain expectation leveling you need to have as well like going through this program you're not going to be swinging like Rory. No one's you might have physical I mean, limitations Rory and i that, had a similar score right yeah, yeah right yeah, i'm sure yeah. yeah don't they have that what's that mechanical device you can swing Rory swing have you yeah, seen that I on saw social that. media yes yeah, yeah. And well, so I, people just they I want to say garbage. Physical limitations. I want to call that well, garbage. Probably, yes. yeah, but, yeah. That's another thing. But what <laughs> expectations wise, what and that's you want to swing your swing yeah, to the best. Yeah, it's gonna go the Arnold Palmer swing yeah, your swing. It's yep. One of those things where like again in the TPI screen, somebody might never get below a six physical handicap. But that's because they physically don't have more shoulder rotation. Right. So no matter what, they're not, not gonna get everybody's body's built yeah, the same way. They're right. not gonna everybody's get the different. tiger vertical forearm in the backswing. But some people don't have to. Dustin Johnson's I mean, wrists at the yeah. top of the swing. Well, it's that's, just, that's a preference. That's a preference? That's a preference is both left wrist. Yes. That's not but, uh, easy. Ca- ca- not everybody can get to that. He's yeah. a tremendous athlete, yes. but he could yeah. play differently. Okay. Yes. Um, but that's the thing is the screen will show you there might be some things that you physically cannot do. So that's where it comes in handy when you're working with a pro is I could tell Jeff, be like, this person has 45 degrees of thoracic rotation. That's all they're ever going right. to get because they might have had a fusion because they got in a car accident 20 years ago. Tiger That's Woods, how many fusions does he have? Right? Yeah. Well, yeah. And yeah. then you, as an instructor, as a PGA instructor, then you take that and being aware of that, then then you, then you we're going to do this, yeah. this, this, and this. Where if you're just always fighting against yourself and, and trying to make a move like Rory or yeah. Dustin – you nailed it with John Ramos, who comes to my mind in birth from birth, born with a certain yeah, mobility foot, yeah. range in his what his ankles, right? Yeah, yeah well, it, it, uh, club foot, club foot, yeah. right? So I mean, for him to try to swing like a Dustin it doesn't make any sense. So no. going through this type of uh, evaluation and kind of fit, figuring out what your body can and can't do. Well, that's right? the beauty of yeah. it. the ball does not care how the, the club face get delivered gets delivered. Yeah. Right, and you're a different body type than yeah. I am, than Chris, and then Kevin. We're all different body types. We're all going to bring our limitations and our body history to the yeah. golf swing. What Dr. Kendall could do is, like, break down some of those barriers, and if we yeah. can't break those down, we can improve them. And if we can improve them, we can work around them in the golf yeah. swing, a.k.a. John Ron. Because right. it's kind of like what you're born with versus what yeah. over time, like sitting at a computer that has evolved over time within your hip body. mobility is a good one. If your hips, so they have what they call antiversion or retroversion, which is the way your hips are faced, some people naturally have more internal rotation than external rotation. Mm. Some people have more external than internal. Which ones are birthing hips? <laughs> Inter- <laughs> <laughs> Whatever they are, you got them, Kev. <laughs> the, the, opposite, the opposite of you. <laughs> you got them birthing hips. All right. Um, 
we, we, a couple other things we want to get to on the, on the on the show here. This is great information, but more importantly, we want to. Uh, how do people get in touch with you for an evaluation? How do they do it? So they could go my website, kindofperformancept.com. My card is here. Jeff has my information. Here is at Golf Dojo. Yep. yep. Um, I'm on Instagram. I am not as active on social media, posting stuff as I used to. Um, I've, seen, I've seen you out there. Yeah. Because yeah. Okay, you have a life, yeah. is why. Okay, yeah. fair okay. What are you awesome. trying to say, Kev? Yeah, um, young children. I'm yeah. trying to oh, say yeah. he has a life. Okay. okay. Um, well, awesome. Great information. Stick around here, too, because we got just a couple other quick things in the world of golf to get to you before uh, mm-hmm. we end the show. Number one, uh, how about did you watch the playoff? I did not. Yesterday, did you see the playoff, Sanderson Farms Championship? I did not. Five, I was watching five people in the playoff? Though? Five people. I right? heard about the five people playoff. Somebody. Well, Made a bomb on eighteen. Yeah. Well, so, well. First of all, do we feel bad for Ben Griffin? Yeah. I feel a little bit bad for yeah, him. Yeah. Of right? course you do. Goes uh, a couple of bogeys on the home stretch and yeah. ends up in a playoff. Like had about a, uh, it's just inside of ten feet, right? Yeah. And just burns the right edge to win. Like, uh, felt felt for the guy, right? You get that first win. But so, but he's in the playoff. But typically, when that happens, like you, you're just you're just deflated, right? It's it's done. But Luke List. Yeah, Barry's a bomb, you know, to win. It was it's pretty awesome to get a second victory, and it's interesting that List did it with the putter because that's the worst part of his game. It's the worst part. It's of actually his game. an inside joke because I do the, the betting stuff and the evaluation, the data. Luke List continually is on one of the high ends of of Ball player to look at, and it's the putter every single time. Yes. So, yeah. So I just so thought, good for him. Yeah. Yeah. Thought, thought that was the interesting. other thing I thought was cool this week is watching the uh, the corn fairy guys get their cards. Yeah. Did you see the one player lost? He he did not get his card because of a ruling that is I'll just call it unfortunate. Like he didn't put the ball back exactly how it needed to be. That's not unfortunate. That's a faux pas. You should know that at that level, you, right? You you should know it. Yes, this still yes. sucks for the it, guy. Yeah, you know we're talking about, but it was like someone called him on it, huh? So it was close. Like it was, was so it, close. Was it a playing competitor that called it, or they see it no, on TV? Yeah, I think they. I, I you know what? It was just noticed. Yeah. I think on yeah. television or whatever, and brought to their attention. And that's the unfortunate. That's the unfortunate thing. I think you know. Um, Yes, I guess it's a rule. A rule's a rule, right? Um, but if there's no one, like, there was no intent, right? And it's just off by a bit, but Fair. I guess that's why you got to make sure, right? Ignorance of the law is no excuse, yeah. the cops always told yeah, me. Yeah, that's true. All right, <laughs> just just, just unfortunate, It's right? kind of like the tiger dropping the mask, right? I don't think there was intent. He just dropped it in the wrong And then they place. moved that rock, you mean? I mean <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. The immovable, the immovable object. All right. Yeah. But the, the last thing in the world of professional golf, I'm curious uh, uh, to everyone's opinion on this. Lexi Thompson this week is going to play in Vegas yep. at the uh, Shriners Open. Mm-hmm. I um, love it. All for it. I, I'm a huge fan. I think the women don't get enough attention. Yep. Um, not since Annika. Remember when Annika played? Oh, that yeah. was a big deal. That was a colonial. And she's about and the Susie Whaley f- qualified to play in Hartford. Right. And there's been yep. a, another woman somewhere. I think she's the Michelle fourth, we? Lexi. Michelle, uh, we Michelle we played Sony Open yeah. yep. as a teenager, though. Yep. And, and to me, it goes to the people that say, well, any scratch player can beat a woman. That's so. No, I mean, the, so the counter argument is it's taking away a spot from a pro that's trying to. Okay, but what, I think this advances golf a lot further than player number what. Right. Doctor Kendall, what do you think? I mean, I'm all about it because it's going to bring inclusion. 
So you yeah. see a woman get to play with all the guys. Now you're going to get a bunch of young girls that are trying to get into golf and see yep. that they have the opportunity to do anything. I think for the growth, growth of the game, I think this is much And Lexi's an athlete, then. first and foremost. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's yeah. an athlete. She, I she guarantee you she's doing a, a, oh, yeah. a oh, ton right. of TPI stuff. Explosive. She's also going to be with Ricky Fowler in the uh, oh, the next, uh, what's the event called? The next, uh, Grant Thornton Cup. Yep, Grant yeah. Thornton she Cup. Won the, uh, she won the Women's Porter Cup, didn't she, Lexi? Did she win that? No. No? I don't believe so. I thought she was up there. I stand corrected. I'm thinking of the other Canadian lady. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Leslie's not Canadian, but that's Brooke, right. Brooke She's American. You're thinking of Brooke. Brooke Henderson. Brooke Henderson. Yes, I, I just, I, I think, listen, it's the tournament. They have sponsors exemptions. They can yeah. do as they wish. And I think it's interesting that they chose to take an LPGA player, a professional yeah. golfer. Um, it's their right to do so. And I'm rooting for it. I think it's more deserving than Steph Curry getting. I was going to say the invitation. exact same thing. Yeah. You know? you Not, know. Nothing against Steph, but I think for the game of golf. But, you know, here's the thing with the sponsors' exemptions. They're they're at the disposal of the tournament or the sponsor. Yeah, for to, good reason. To, well, yeah, but to draw attention, which it's doing, okay. right, in the fall. And it's, you know, to give an opportunity to somebody. And I think the thing that's going to be interesting, people say, oh, she's not, she hits it plenty far. Okay, yeah. so she hits a professional far. She'll be fine. Like, it's not going to be, you know, the, the only perhaps disadvantage, there's a couple par fives that maybe she doesn't reach in two, but who knows, that might be an advantage because there's a couple there yeah. at Summerlin, like you can put yourself in some <laughs> bad spots going forward and two and not executing. So that, uh, That's a good point, though, kind of looking at maybe the women's game heading to a men's course. Do you think, you know, approach shots might be more difficult because maybe less spin on the ball, the pins are probably in a little tighter positions, or do you think that's not as much of a I think impact? I think it's just, uh, you know, I think she's going to prepare and play the golf yeah. course and, and be prepared and do it, you know, like a, any other tournament. So where where you'll find the differences in the short game. Okay. So if you watch, uh, the women from 150 yards in are typically almost better than the men. And I think the data might say that they are better than the men. But short game, uh, the men are, because of the strength issue, and strength helps a lot with short game because that adds feel and touch. The stronger you are, the more precise, the more the more feel you have in those shots around the green, and they just won't be as strong as a Dustin Johnson. Yeah. So, uh, but as far as you know, ball striking and everything, they – they, a lot of times the women are definitely outshine the men as far as that goes. Yeah. All right. Cool. Yeah. Dr. Kendall, uh, once again, give out your email address. Not your email address, your website. Um, or you want to give out your personal yeah. cell phone number, what the yeah, hell. They, they can email me. <laughs> All right. Uh, KendallDPT at gmail.com. There you go. Um, but the website, KendallPerformancePT.com. Uh, and then the Instagram handle, the same thing, at KendallPerformancePT. Um, I'm always Great. open for questions, even if about golf. Somebody just wants to ask one or two questions, or feel free to reach out. Awesome. And, and, as Jeff, a, and as a PGA professional, I always recommend it for people that are serious or have an injury or something. I just think it's a better way. It, it just we, it works. It works hand in glove with each other, the physical part and the and the lesson part. And mygolfdojo.com to get a membership for yeah. Golf Dojo, whether it be here in Williamsville or, or Tonawanda or. Correct. Yep. Okay, perfect. MyGolfDojo.com, yep, it's a good deal. Jeff Blank, you got anything you want to promote? 
Uh, let's see. Did some reviews at Diamond Hawk. Yes. Uh, so I posted a video this past week uh, detailing hole number one. I'll be posting a detail of hole number 11, par four, birdie oh, par four yeah, on the well. back nine. That'll be coming out this, probably end of this You week. birdied it? You said you birdied no, it? No, I parred it, but. Yeah, it's a good par. It, it's, yeah. They're all birdie. That'll be, that'll be next. So a couple videos for, from Diamond Hawk. And it's a tricky landing area. They should look for that. I know. Yeah. Watch out for the mark. Hence the course ratings discussion. Yes. yes, that's the course ratings discussion. You don't right. want to start that up again. Be sure to uh, follow us on uh, X and X. Instagram, Instagram at T2G Buffalo. And what's uh, Threads? Threads. I never go on Threads. I started to, and yeah. it's kind of dropped off. Yeah, it was like a, you predicted that too. By the yeah, way. I was like, this is not going to last. Yeah. But anyways, but we're there anyhow. <laughs> Good. Uh, at and, Kev- and Podbean, right? Or the uh, Podbean, uh, Podbean, that's where our podcast. podcast, yeah, you can find all the other uh, archive uh, podcasts. Uh, Podbean is our host, uh, so yep. check it out there. But, of course, we post it on social media. Also on your iPhone comes up, the TD Green podcast, it will populate automatically on the TD Green one there. You know, right next to, uh, you know, all the big hitters, like Smart right. List and stuff, you get TD Green. It, it's good to go. Tee to green. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. Uh, thanks to Golf Dojo again for uh, housing us here in the Tee to Green studio inside the Golf Dojo, Williamsville, mygolfdojo.com. For Jeff Medis, Jeff Blank, Dr. Chris Kendall, our guest today, I'm Kevin Sylvester. Thanks for listening to the Tee to Green Winter Rules podcast.